is the Music Weekly. Hi, everybody. Why, hello, everyone. It is Friday, and you know what that means? It means I'm here, Jackson, doing the Music Weekly at Energy Groove Radio in Sydney. Welcoming you all. We have quite the show today. We uh, have a chat with Wafia coming up really soon. And we also had a chat with Nixon, who is playing tonight in Wollongong for a fire, you know, fundraiser. All proceeds are going to Wires, but with Wafia, they're playing in Melbourne tonight and Sydney tomorrow. I am ecstatic today because I get to see Flying Lotus finally after missing out five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, I missed out on seeing Flying Lotus at Laneway Festival because I didn't go to Laneway Festival. But I'm also uh, very deeply cut because I missed out on the Tame Impala pre-sale, which makes me a bit worried because the general sale is a bit of a hassle. But hopefully this next song will sort of help me have uh, the patience to keep my head straight and not lose my mind with uh, not getting tickets. But anyways... This is a track by Tame Impala. It is called Patience, and the Wafia interview is coming up right after this. You're on the Music Weekly with Jackson.
This is the Music Weekly. Hi, it's Tony Jones here in Sydney, and I'm talking to immensely, immensely talented songwriter Wafia in Melbourne. How are you going? Good, thank you for having me. Now, the big deal is um, tonight you're doing a performance in Melbourne at 170 Russell. Uh, you just did a performance in Perth last weekend, and tomorrow night you're coming up to Sydney and performing at the Metro, and then Brisbane on Sunday. Is it what's is what's going on? Is it just this big tour? Yeah, so just came by car for a week and a bit to get these shows, um, and like the Perth show has been amazing. So I can only imagine how much more fun these others um, are going to be. Um, you've got a new video that recently came out, well, a couple of months ago. The, uh, that incredibly catchy "Flowers and Superpowers," quite amazing. How's that going? Oh, it's been amazing. It's like I'm so thrilled to see that song out of the world. It's been one of my personal favorites for a really long time, and uh, I'm just so glad it's like out there and people are listening to it and people like it. Hmm, it's very catchy. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, what else is, is coming up soon? Um, I have a lot of music that I'm really excited to release. Uh, I'm working my way to an album this year, which I'm really stoked on. And yeah, just lots more touring. And, and the, uh, the recording's all happening in LA, is that right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm based out of there now. And um, I've just been working with a lot of people, most of my friends. It's really coming together. These stories, are they all uh, personal or, or experience, things that you hear? Where do you, where do you get your inspiration for songs? Um, yeah, mostly everything is personal. Uh, I really don't know how to write any other way. I really love um, seeing how people relate to what I've gone through too. On the other hand, you know, once the songs are out and I'm playing the show, it's like very rewarding to be able to play them and, and, and have people sing them back because their experiences um, they can draw on mine and my songs to help them understand their experience maybe a little more or they can relate so I find that really rewarding mm. and I guess it's measured by the number of streams you've had it's, you've had a, um, a great experience over the last few years uh, yeah I mean I try not to like focus on that but um and let other people do that. But for me, it's, it's the interpersonal relationships with my fans that I'm measuring that based on. Well, that's fantastic. Um, thank you very much for talking with us, Wafia. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. The Music Weekly, 5 p.m. Fridays.
is the Music Weekly. That was Wafia with I'm Good. We'd like to thank Wafia for letting us have a chat with her. She is playing in Melbourne tonight at the 170 Russell and tomorrow night in Sydney at the Metro Theatre. There is a lot going on in Sydney at the moment. We're going to go into this interview we have with Nixon, but we're going to go into a track first by a band who's coming here in March and... I don't have a ticket yet, but I'm also very excited because I do really enjoy this 90s band that's sort of a bit underground there and sort of just making a resurgence. Re-released all their albums and extended every song that they had, which is amazing. This is a band called Stereolab. This is called The Flower Called Nowhere. You're on the Music Weekly. Nixon up next.
the Music Weekly. You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. Brad and Jackson with you. Uh, now, on the line with us now, we have Nixon, who is joining us from Wollongong. Now, she is performing tonight, uh, headlining Fire Fundraiser, which is raising funds for wires um, and, I guess, supporting those who were affected by the huge bushfires that have been affecting Australia. Nixon, thank you so much for joining us on the line. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Tell us about this fundraiser. Um, I believe that you're the one who is championing this and, and pretty much organised it all. Yeah, well, I've kind of teamed up with um, Unknown and Yours and Ours to put this on. Um, obviously, what's been happening over the last few months is really, really, like, horrific and awful to be watching. Um, and I guess I just wanted to help um, in any way I could. And seeing all the wildlife be impacted... Um, like I'm a real big sook for animals and like seeing that it just really like broke my heart um, and I saw there was a lot of money going to people that were affected and I was really really stoked about that so I thought maybe with this one we'll do something and give the money to wise they do so much good work all year round but right now I'm sure they're like completely um, you know run into the ground and they're all volunteers at wise as well so I just thought like what can I do to help and it's just where I can, so just through music, <laughs> which is all I can really do. So, yeah, I decided to put this on with the Yours and Ours and Unknown guys, which is which is good. And it's sold out, so hopefully we'll um, have a few, have a bit of money um, going to the, the places that need it. Well, congratulations on that, and also well done to you for putting on such um, such a, a, a good event um, for such a good cause. It's really interesting, isn't it, seeing the effect that this disaster has had on Australia's wildlife, uh, considering mm. that the koala population, which is one of essentially Australia's national animals, um, I know, yeah, ha- is is basically it's... the population's been decimated. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's crazy. It's awful. Um, you know, and koalas, you see like everyone all over the world is kind of getting behind this um, cause and trying to help out, which is so good to see. Um, And yeah, I think just everyone is trying to do whatever they can in their power to to help out, you know what I mean? So um, it's it's really good to see everyone getting together and doing it. And like, this is probably like one of a hundred fire fundraisers on this weekend across Australia. Um, which I think is so sick. There's so many going on. I think there's another one in Wollongong um, happening tonight as well. So, you know, the more, the better, really, mm. from my point of view. I think everyone should be doing stuff like this. And maybe maybe this is like a change and maybe we could do stuff like this more often uh, for causes. You know, I think it's kind of a lot of artists have put stuff on over the last few weeks. And, you know, I think it's just like such a good cause, you know, to kind of, you know, put yourself out there and just um, help out people that need help. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that music can connect people um, and bring them together for such a common, uh, I guess, cause? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think that's that's always been the case as well. You see, like, back in the day, they would have these huge festivals. What was that one that Queen did? Yeah, what it was, was like that? Live Aid. Live Aid, yeah. Yeah, Live Aid. So this is nothing new, but it's really good. And it's just like, I guess, more evidence that music brings people together and can help heal um, people. And, you know, I think that's, that's the best thing about music, really. Like just that, that togetherness and community that's formed around it. And you'll have Brisbane Act Austin supporting you tonight. How did you meet her? 
Well, Austin, she supported me on my first tour, which was about this time last year, uh, my first live tour around Australia. So she supported me in Brisbane. And I was I watched her play before me. I was like, oh, my God, I have to play after her. <laughs> like, so she was so incredible and she blew me away. And then I got her on to... Um, she did the support across um, Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne for my August tour. Um, and we've been, you know, we've kept in contact. Like, we're quite good friends. And it was just, you know, get your friend down to kind of help out with the cause kind of thing. And Austin's sick. She's incredibly talented. And she's had an EP drop. And we actually were in the studio together yesterday cooking up a little something. So, um, yeah, it was just like an, an obvious call to really get Austin involved. Um, I think she's so talented. So, yeah. And, and yeah, we just met through music. So going back to that community thing, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're big fans of Austin and um, we had a chat with her last year when she dropped the EP and she had lovely things Mm. to say about yourself as well. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about um, the release that you dropped last year, late last year, Red Pea Plates. Um, Tell us about that track Um, because I'm I'm a massive fan of In The City, which is one of your other tracks. Um, So different. Red Pea Plates (laughs) is so different. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually wrote Red Pea Plates. I started that song uh, probably like two years ago because this was like two houses ago (laughs) that I wrote it. And so when I was working out of my garage... Um, so that's kind of how I keep track of like when these songs are written, like the place that I was <laughs> kind of writing at the time. So yeah, in the garage, I started that song and started with the bass line. And I've always been into kind of chill, kind of bandy music as well. And I think that around that time when I started that song, Red Pea Plate, I was really worried because obviously in the city, um, I think in the city was probably just coming out when I started writing Red Pea Plate. Um, Because I always take so long on these songs, just like perfecting them and I can never be happy kind of thing. Probably work too long on these songs, but like a bit of a perfectionist. But yeah, so um, In The City probably dropped around the same time Red Pea Plates kind of started being worked on. Um, And I just kind of worked on it here and there over the course of about a year. And it was sitting like on my computer mastered, ready to go for about a year as well. Um, but I just wasn't sure if it was the right time to put that song out, seeing as everything I'd done was so, I guess, my first music was really, like, summery and floaty, and then I put out In the City and Chains, and then it was a bit darker, and then Insomnia, and now Red Pea Plate, so it's a bit, like, all over the place, <laughs> genre-wise, but I guess that's just my head, like, it's all over the place, and um, I've got an album coming out uh, this year, and I think everything will kind of make a bit more sense when you see it all together because there's a lot a lot of songs that are more in the realm of in the city on that dance tip but then there's definitely other songs that are kind of more sounding like red pea plates um but i feel like together they all kind of make sense and you can kind of get a snapshot into my weird brain hopefully (laughs) um if you hear the whole thing together but yeah red pea plates um it's just like a song that I wrote. I, I put like seagulls in the song. I was trying to make the, the, the setting and the theme really obvious, like you're kind of on the way to the beach. 
summer with your friends in Australia kind of thing. You know what I mean? There's um there's a lot of kind of sneaky little things in there. Some seagulls, <laughs> some people kind of chatting on the beach and stuff. Some waves. So yeah, it's it's a bit different to my other stuff, but um hopefully as the year goes on, it won't be so different. I think. But um but yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm loving hearing that you've got the album coming out in 2020. I haven't actually had the pleasure of seeing you live yet, um, but I'm curious as to, considering you do cross quite a few genres with the singles that you've released so far, how does that translate into your live show? What is your setup looking like? Uh, Well, the setup, it's kind of like I've got my synths, I've got my guitars, I've got my pedals, um, my STD kind of thing. So... Um, it's it's kind of like a kind of what, and I have this crazy light show as well. And so the live show, because my favorite live shows that you go to are really like high energy kind of thing. Um, I play a lot of my new songs that aren't out yet in there, so it kind of makes a little bit. It's it's definitely party vibes, I think, like heavier vibes. Um, but then those other songs slip in there, but they don't really. It doesn't really like. I feel like it's good to kind of have some. Um, some movement to your set so like bring it down bring it up you know so you don't just like have this obvious destination of where the live show is kind of going you kind of give people a little bit of relief every now and then um, to just kind of like listen to a chill song and then slap them in the face with some bangers straight after you know (laughs) that's kind of the mentality of the live show (laughs) so tell us about the lights that you have at your live show because I've seen footage here and there and it looks like the Oxford Art Factory, I think, in one shot, and I've never seen that many lights going at once in the venue. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your setup. Yeah, well, we actually... So I got a lighting designer before I got a front of house person. So that's completely um, random. Wow. Like, it's usually not the way it goes. Usually you get your front of house and your sound sounding good before you get your lighting good. Um, but I think coming from a DJ background, because I used to DJ, I still DJ, um, since I was 18, I've always loved a bit of strobe. So we kind of got the design of the lighting down first. And um, that's Dave McMahon. He's an absolute gun. Um, if you ever if you ever do come to a show, just turn around to the back of the room and take a look at the lighting guy because he's pretty much, like, counting every beat and dancing just as, like, hard as anyone else in the room. Um, he pretty much knows my songs back to front now and he knows exactly when to hit all the buttons and stuff. So that's always mad. Um, so it's sick that I have uh, someone like that. And honestly, I can't take any credit for the lighting. It's all Dave. <laughs> like He's pretty much just blown it out of the water. So I'm very lucky to have him um, on board Nixon team. <laughs> And how do you go about sourcing the lights? Like, what what are these lights? I'm imagining that, do you own these or do you rent them? What do you do? Yeah, so we've kind of slowly started to buy a few. Um, we rent a couple. We usually, like, rent a couple for the whole kind of run if we're doing a tour um, and just kind of, like, yeah, just rent and buy. Um, we've got some happy tubes, which are, like, the cool little lines that you can... Mm. Kind of set up. I don't really know any of the technical stuff about the lights. I just know it looks really good. I've never seen my live show though, so I mean, it could look awful. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, you're the one performing, yeah. so. Uh, but yeah. um, just do you keep the? Where do you store them? When you're not doing um, music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So well, I don't keep any of them. Dave. So 
so when I say we, I'll, we're buying them. It's either Dave will buy them for his personal collection, uh. which I'm pretty sure. I imagine Dave's house is just strobes and like red lights and blue lights everywhere. Um, yeah, I bet you can't miss it from the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of just um, stored in garages and stuff. Just the same as like my gear, and because I've got so much gear that I take on the road, probably too much for one person. But um, it just goes sits in the corner. Um, but if I ever do buy my own lights, I'll probably just set them out in the house <laughs> in, in between doors. <laughs> set friends over. <laughs> Love it. So just before you're mentioning that you used to DJ, and you'll be doing a DJ set tonight at an after party. Uh, what kind yeah. of bangers will you be throwing in um, your playlist? Oh, I always love to chuck in a, through, a few uh, throwbacks. Um, Madonna is always in there. A uh, bit of, um, yeah, it kind of, I never really know what the genre of, like, that I DJ is. It's kind of just go, it's like party kind of vibes, you know. Whatever I like to listen to, I hope everyone else likes to listen to. But as long as it kind of, like, gets everyone boogieing, then um, it's the vibe. But, um, yeah, I just kind of um, play whatever i haven't really thought about it yet i usually don't think about it until i get up there and then i'm like oh we'll play this <laughs> kind of just you figure out the vibe when you're up there you kind of look at everyone and see what they're kind of uh thinking who was playing before you affected as well but um but there are definitely a few songs that i always play um pop of like this old artist and i always play as uh remix of Sunglasses at Night by Tiga. So um, that'll definitely get a play. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I'm not, not sure. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's it's interesting that, I guess, with you're, you come from a different perspective because you're an artist in your own right and so you have your own Nixon kind of stuff. But then as a DJ, um, you've been a DJ for quite some time, you must have developed this really good sense of how to read the room. Yeah, definitely. Because that's what you had to do. Like, because I was playing, you know, warm up slots at what club and candies and Soho and stuff um, pretty much since I could start going out. Um, and yeah, you're not playing to anyone at those times. So you get like two or three people in the club and you just have to kind of figure out what they want to hear to keep them in the club. Um, that's your job, essentially. And then you get to play cool set times and kind of don't have to think about that anymore but I think it is really good to be I mean because you are essentially like the vibe curator for everyone that's in the room you're not like playing to in like this self-indulgent thing you kind of are there to facilitate everyone else's enjoyment so you kind of have to figure out what they want um to hear but also you got to play what you want to I don't know it's like a hard it's a hard in between that. But yeah, you definitely need to figure out how to read a room and dissect the songs. Um, I think that's why a few of my songs are very, like, if you look at the structure of them, they're very much like a dance song, <laughs> um, mm. which is something I kind of like constantly do. Even with kind of guitar songs, it'll still have a very um, dance structure because I've just got that like ingrained in me now. It's mm. pretty hard to, pretty hard to lose it <laughs> once it's there. Uh, I suppose you've probably worked out by now what songs in your playlist you definitely know go off during your set. Yeah. But um, has there Madonna. Ever, yeah, Madonna is always a favourite. Um, but is there uh, anything that you've tested or road tested throughout your time as a DJ um, that just fell flat completely and you've gone, you know what, never trying that again? Oh, 
Yeah, like there's sometimes you really love a song. Like there's this Ten Snake song that I absolutely love. And I was like, can't wait to play this in the club kind of thing. Like I heard it at a festival, downloaded it, took it to the club and like absolutely vibe killer. I was like, oh, <laughs> obviously not the time or place. So I think it like, yeah, there's definitely some, but it's not that it's a bad song. It's just that it's the bad, the wrong context. Like if I were to take that song and play it at a day party, then everyone would probably go off. But because I was playing it, you know, at like 12 o'clock at night, Everyone was like, snooze, next. <laughs> so you've just got to kind of like, you know, figure it out and also just be really good at like mixing into something else straight away if it's not working. Uh -huh. Just like identify that it's wrong and like bail out of there pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and when can we expect to hear uh, Nixon's album in 2020? Well, I think it's going to be dropping around mid-year. So um, there should be a new single coming out in the next, a few months, um, which is very exciting, and then the album should drop uh, mid-year, which is super, super exciting, because I just want this album out, pretty much. I don't want to have to think about it anymore. I just want to put it out and start something else and mm. get these songs into someone else's ears, because yeah, I've just been listening to them by myself <laughs> for a while now, so it'll be nice to get all the songs out and you know, just give them a little life of their own other than on my laptop. <laughs> Absolutely. Will this be a purely digital album or are we going physical as well? I think we might do a cheeky little uh, vinyl run because I've always wanted to do that. I think every everyone that writes music wants to own their own vinyl at one point. So maybe, uh, maybe a cheeky vinyl run as well, which will be really nice. <laughs> um, I've been looking at a few places, looking at all the pretty coloured vinyls and I definitely want to get something like that happening oh, but um, yeah should be a vinyl run hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> excellent can't wait to hear it Nixon thank you so much for joining us you are playing at tonight no at La La La's in Wollongong um, for a sold out fire fundraiser which is brilliant is there another way that people who maybe can't get tickets to tonight um, can they contribute um, to the fundraiser another way yeah well if you, if you can't get tickets tonight just Go on the WISE website and donate some money or go to the Red Cross or any other uh, foundation that you think or charity that you think um, is going to use the money that you want to donate to the, I guess, like the best they can mm. um, and get it as far as they can kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just have a look online. And I, I was doing a little bit of research on different um, charities. And I know that uh, Port Macquarie Koala Hospital, they're doing some really good stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, just any of those uh, charities, uh, just hop online and give them a Google and drop them some, some cash so they can um, keep doing some amazing work. Nixon, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, well done on the Fire Fundraiser. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.
That was Nixon with Red Pea Plates. I would like to thank Nixon for having a chat with us. Good luck tonight in Wollongong at your fundraiser show. For all, for more information about uh, raising funds for the fires, uh, go to our website to get some more information. We're going to go on to a few tracks because it's 9 to 6 and I don't really have enough time to talk about any things. So we're going to go on to a track by Bad Dreams and then go on to a track by Idols. But bad dreams first. This is called Piss Christ. You're on the Music Weekly with Jackson.
That was Idols with I Dream Guillotine, and before that was Bad Dreams with Pierce Christ, and Brad was a bit worried during that song, because he 
they thought he was a, well, he thought they were saying another word that's in the word country, but, uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's three minutes to six. It's time for me to get out of here. I need to go get ready to experience flying Lotus with 3D visuals. 3D visuals for flying. <laughs> I've been waiting so long for this. Anyways, I'm going to play a song that I hope pops up in the set. I've had a look at some reviews, and it sort of said no song sort of starts and finishes. It just goes into one thing, goes into the next. Flying Lotus has always been a very visual-heavy artist, and that's what makes him unique. It actually disappoints me that uh, the Emo Theatre did not sell out, because, uh, I mean, the, al the album he recently released was a bit average. Can't, you can't really compare it to You're Dead or uh, Cosmogramma. But it's still great, even with the features on it, like, you have, you know, big-named artists like Anderson Pack, Denzel Curry, uh, David Lynch. But yeah, I'm gonna go now so I can, uh, start preparing for tonight's events. I'm gonna leave you with a track of Cosmogramma, which is uh, one that I really want to see live. The song. There's no language warning, but me saying the song title has to have a language warning, because it's called Zodiac Shit. And I'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, <laughs> my